This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. I believe you can hear us now. We're presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, if you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on our website, just or on Breck Brew's website. Uh, just type in the zip code, tells you exactly where to get Breck Brew. If you're local, stop into the DNVR bar. Check out the Broncos Country Pale Ale, all of our favorites there as well. Uh, my guest on the Denver Sports Podcast this week, Justin Michael, who knows everything about Colorado State football and basketball. He knows everything about CSU. We might know more than anybody in the state about Colorado State. So thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for the uh, the kind introduction, man. I'm excited to dive into it. I, I appreciate you having me on. I know you're a buff at heart, but I appreciate you respecting, you know, the the greatness that is this basketball team, Isaiah yeah. Stevens. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to chop it up. Yeah, well, I mean, this team has been awesome this year. They're number 13 in the sta- in the country, the highest ranking in school history, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, it's been close to a dream season so far. They're 13 and one. They've had some marquee wins. What have been some of you just your biggest takeaways so far from the season? I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see. They have four high major victories. It's only the third time this century they've had uh, more than one. So that's really significant. Uh, the top 15 victory over Creighton, it was dominant. That was a lot of fun. But I think the biggest takeaway as far as this team goes is just how versatile they are offensively. They were able to land on some really key transfers, Neat Clifford, Joel Scott. They have a, a nice group that comes off the bench. They're really deep, and they all just kind of really buy into a system, which has made them really hard to defend. They always make the extra pass. They always cut at the right time. If somebody's open, they're going to pass it. They're going to mm-hmm. swing it. And for you know, a college team, which frankly, it can be kind of erratic at times. It's, it's been really cool to see a, a team play this efficient, especially considering they essentially had, you know, three new starters this year. Josiah Strong was on the team last year, but he missed 98% of the season with mono. So it's, it's been a lot of new moving pieces, but it's really gelled nicely, which has been great to see. What kind of team was this last year? They were not good. Um, they It was a really brutal situation. They were just decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically a situation where if Isaiah wasn't going for 30 or John Tanjay, who's now at Missouri, didn't go off, they, they weren't going to win. Right. And this year, it's just not the case. I mean, they've got four starters averaging double digits. Um, they're much tougher defensively. They're better on the glass. It's just a, a much deeper roster altogether. They they lost a couple of guys who, you know, I have nothing but nice things to say about their character. But you know, the where they ended up, University of you know Chicago and UTEP is kind of indicative of you know their talent level. Sure. So they go fifteen and eighteen last year, six and twelve in conference, and like you said, they lost some guys. But I believe they're starting five technically seniors this season yeah they're just so veteran and you can see it with their mentality and the way that they approach the game i mean it 
when it's you know been a game against like Creighton, yeah, they're up for it. When it's been on the road against Northern Colorado, they've been up for it. You know, the D two teams they didn't play with their food. It's it's just a really business like mentality. They all really understand the game and they all really understand their role, which again I, I feel like is pretty rare at this level. Mm-hmm. So they got the experience, um, and then they've got like the star power and leadership too. Um, you were talking about the offense before, and the way you talk about how Colorado State shares the ball reminds me of how we talk about the Nuggets, how they're unselfish. Um, they love to pass the ball. They're not really concerned with stats or points or whatever, or who gets the credit. And obviously that's centered around Isaiah Stevens, the senior point guard who's averaging you know 17 and a half points a game, seven and a half assists. Seth Davis, I saw, call him the smartest player in the country. I think Would it's Would you fair. agree? Yeah, I mean, he's the smartest college basketball player I've ever seen. I, I just, there's nowhere on the floor he can't create a good look from. He mm-hmm. gets to a spot. His mid-range ability is, it's unreal. He's, he's such a lethal three-point shooter. And, I mean, go watch the spotlight from our guy Ryan Green the other night. You'll see his ability as a facilitator. There's nobody smoother in the in the country. And I think the thing that's so great about him is much like Nikola Jokic is he takes great pride in elevating the entire roster of getting everybody involved. I think he's happier when he has 10 assists than when Mm. he has 30 points. And it's just, it's a fun style to play in. You know, I was talking to Patrick Cartier, who's one of their senior forwards, former division two star. And he talked about how easy it is to, to buy into and how fun of the style it is. He's, you know, once you understand the positioning and the spacing, they all just kind of do their thing and they know they're going to get the ball. And I imagine it's a lot like, you know, a guy like Michael Porter juniors. It's easy to buy into rebounding and all the other things when you know, you're also going to get, you know, the open shots when they come for sure. I mean, what's Isaiah Stevens's story. I mean, we were talking before we started recording three-star guy, not super heralded. um, But he's kind of been the leader of this team the last several years how did he become, I guess, this guy who nationally now is getting known as one of the better point guards in the country? Yeah, I mean, from the the very first time we saw Isaiah on campus, it was clear that he just fundamentally understood the game at a different level than mm-hmm. everybody else. He has grown so much as a scorer. I mean, the, the guy that we see now carving people up, getting whatever shots he wants, that's not really what we saw freshman year. He's, he was still a great player he was the mountain west freshman of the year for a reason he hit hit a couple of game-winning shots as a true freshman but he's just always been a guy that's understood what the team needs from him in that situation last year there were a lot of moments where they needed him to you know play some iso sets and hit some crazy games i mean if you go watch his unlv game last year hit like eight or nine threes it it was wild um this year he understands what's around him. And yeah, there are moments where he picks his spots and he's, you know, I got to get six, eight points here. But for the most part, he just plays within the flow of the game. And I've never been around a guy that has a hip outside of David Roddy, I guess, who's obviously Mm -hmm. a pretty special talent who has such an elite scoring ability, but is just so unselfish and humble. And I I think that's really the, the root of Isaiah Stevens is he's a guy that, wants to elevate the entire team. You know, he could have gone and chased a check. There have been a lot of power five programs that have offered him some pretty big money to hop in the portal, but really he's loyal. And I think, you know, 
the, the opportunities that this staff have given him going all the way back to starting as a true freshman. That's something that means something to him. And he understands that, you know, Fort Collins is a place he can, he can really succeed individually and on the court. So I just, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but he's just such a smart player and I have genuinely nothing but good things to say about him as a basketball player, but also as a person. I mean, he's put together a ridiculous career. He's got to be considered one of the best Cardo State players of all time. Right? I think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. There are, I mean, it's, you know, there were some great players in the 60s and the 80s, and it's hard for me to say, like, game versus game because sure. I didn't get to watch them. I think, you know, a guy like David Roddy, like Jason Smith, you could argue his ceiling individually maybe a little bit more dominant. Yep. The way that they can impact the game physically is different. But when you factor in what Isaiah has meant to this program, coming in as a freshman, helping rebuild it, ultimately getting to the tournament two years ago. They've twice tied the the high water watermark for most conference wins. This year could be even more special. I mean, loyalty, it's not common these these days. Well, you know? especially, yeah, in college sports these days. Forget about it. And I think that's got to mean something, right? Like the fact that he is this good and the fact that everyone in the country, it's not a homer take for me to say Isaiah Stevens is the best point guard in college basketball. You see people like Seth Davis, you see all kinds of national outlets do it. Most guys in that situation, they're going to Texas tech for $250,000. You know, right. they're going to Kansas or wherever it may be. And I just think the fact that he stayed when he had those other options, it, it means a lot because guys just don't do it these days. No, I agree. It means a ton, especially because I don't think he's a surefire NBA guy. You know, I think he can make the NBA, but it's not like he's a first round pick. So the check's not in the mail, you know? So that, that definitely means a lot to me as well that, you know, he's been loyal to Colorado state. Um, he's, he's a fifth year senior and he started all five years and, you know, he just crossed the 2000 point mark. Um, what was that? Just the other night against New Mexico. Yeah became um he's csu's all-time leading scorer he was already that i believe and now it's just him and becky hammond who have scored 2000 plus points all at csu the rams actually patrick cartier and joel scott are technically over 2000 points in their career but right. it, they started at the d2 level um so it's a little bit of a caveat but those guys are buckets i mean they they could have scored but yeah, it's just been really special to see. It's fun to have a guy that comes in as a true freshman and you get to see them grow. I think that's kind of the traditional way college basketball worked. You know, some of my favorite players growing up, it was because we got to see them for multiple seasons and you kind of felt like you got to know them a little totally. bit. And, you know, he's he's so much bigger than just a basketball player. He's the face of this program. He's You see him after the game. He's, you know, hugging all the old people. He's yeah. dapping up kids. And it's just, it's a really unique relationship that he has at CSU. And I, I'm not going to be the guy that rambles against the portal and NIL and all that. But I think in an era where it's kind of become all about me to see him really embrace being the leader of the community, it's, it's fun. And I wish there was more of it in college sports today. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, have, have you been able to get a feel for him and what type of guy he is off the court? Because, I mean, you've now covered him for, you know, his entire career pretty much. Like, what kind of guy is he behind the scenes when, you know, you're not seeing him during a 40-minute college game? He's just a good dude, like, all together. He's always lived with, you know, teammates. He likes to just be with the guys, you know. He's not out, you know, partying and stuff. He's a guy that's really focused on his game. But he comes from a, a really great family. I've been fortunate to, you know, speak with his parents on a handful of times and 
He's got a great support system, which I think is big, especially, you know, during a it's it's tough in college, you know, you're going through a lot. But yeah, I mean, he couldn't be a, a more genuine and humble individual, which is, again, you know, something that kind of elevates his status to me because it, it's not just about the skill. It's about the, the guy he is. Yeah, I was watching some of his uh, some of his highlights recently. He and I was trying to compare him to NBA guys because that's just like what I do. Um, he looks like Victor Oladipo to me, which is weird. And I think that's more of a looks comparison because he kind of <laughs> looks like him, his hair and his body and just like how he moves. It's very Victor Oladipo. I can kind of see it with the way he'll like size you up and hit a mid range after a yeah. crossover and stuff. It's very weird how I came to that comparison, but I did. Do you have any NBA comparisons for him? Is there anybody that you think he plays close to or that he resembles or his play style looks like to you at all? Uh, I don't know if I have like a direct comp in terms of like, this is the guard. I would say he's like, um, in terms of the way that he manages the floor, I actually think it's kind of like LeBron James in a sense. There you go. Isaiah Stevens, LeBron James. Well, I just mean in terms of picking his spots and like knowing like, all right, this is when I'm going to go one-on-one for five minutes, but also I'm going to make the pass and transition, um, I mean, I already compared them to Jokic, so might as well stay with uh, the, the high Jokic ones. and LeBron. I love it. <laughs> but, I mean, I could see it just from a game manager perspective. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, obviously, sure. he's not LeBron. He's not going to dunk on you from the free throw line. But yeah. he just he always plays at his own pace. And there's nowhere on the floor he can't score from. That includes in the paint. I mean, you watch him. He's, he's making really high-level shots while getting knocked mm-hmm. around. I mean, he's just such a smooth player he's strong too yeah that he's was put that, on a ton that of muscle might have been part of my victor oladipo comp because like oladipo is such like a strong guy lower body or at least he was when he was good isaiah stevens seems strong like he gets into the paint he's got not getting knocked around he can finish inside with his body he can absorb contact and he, like you said, he's always playing in control, it seems like. I mean, he had to. And that's going to be the big thing for in terms of his like next level is going to be, can you play defense? You know, are, are yeah. you a guy that's going to get bullied at the next level? But when you look at him his freshman year versus now, this, the amount of muscle he's put on, it it's very evident in his game. And mm-hmm. he's just, he's so skilled, like you said. he's I think he's underrated as an athlete, to be honest. It's not like explosive you know jump through the the roof he's not neat clifford in that regard but i think people kind of look at him and put him in that more like i don't know like almost like a john stockton where it's like he's really skilled but he's not like a great athlete and it's oh you watch the way he's able to adjust after getting hit from a big man and still you know drain the the shot in your face that takes a little bit of strength also something i've noticed is he He's he's great at the athletic types of things that a lot of people don't think about when they're thinking about athletic basketball players. Like he's not going to dunk over you, but he has really good um, like acceleration mm-hmm. in small in small spaces. Um, he's great at like getting guys off balance and finishing over and around them. I feel like. He's honestly, he has a lot of the same athletic traits that Nikola Jokic has. He's just so crafty. Yeah, he's crafty. He's great at getting guys off balance, using angles. Um, 
he understands yeah. the floor better than anybody out yeah, there at all times. Sure. Like there's never a moment where you you see somebody outsmart him. Yeah, he might have a turnover here and there. Somebody will pick his pocket. That's basketball. But his read, I mean, like he'll maybe have one play every five or six games where I'm like, eh, maybe you shouldn't have shot that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit a break real quick. I want to ask you a lot more about just the other guys on this roster. Coach Nico Medved as well how he got to CSU and what you think of him. Uh, first, I want to tell you guys about Bet365. Uh, if you download the Bet365 app right now uh, and you sign up with the code DNVR365, deposit $10, screenshot that to us, send it to promo at thednvr.com. You're going to get a free t-shirt or hat. We'll send you a discount code to use in the DNVR locker. And you'll get a free DNVR t-shirt or hat uh, when you place a $10 deposit. And like I said, just screenshot that, send it to us, promo at thednvr.com. And then we'll send you a code for a free shirt or hat from the DNVR locker. Uh, Bet365, it's where all of us bet here at DNVR. Um, It's where we get our lines from. They have these great odds boosts as well, market specific. So if you're in Denver... You can get great odds boosts on Nuggets games, Avs games, uh, whatever it might be. So download DN, uh, the Bet365 app. Use code DNVR365. And again, when you place a $10 deposit, screenshot that you do. Just screenshot it in your account and then email it to promo at thednvr.com. We'll send you a discount code for any shirt or hat from the DNVR locker. Also, I want to tell you guys about Factor Meal Kits. Uh, the good people at Factor sent me like seven meals or so a couple weeks back. Seven days later, it was gone. Like, I devoured those things. That, that's how good they are. Uh, you can choose from 35 meals uh, per week, and they have options for whatever diet you're on, keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie. And then they have over 55 weekly add-ons as well. Uh, so you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart uh, your New Year's resolutions. And Factor Meals, they just show up at your door. They're not frozen. They're fresh. Pop them in the fridge. And then when you're ready, just put them in the microwave for two minutes. They're good to go. And these things taste great. They don't taste like a microwave meal. Uh, really great ingredients. It tastes fresh. And it's really affordable as well. So go to factormeals.com slash DNVR50. And they'll actually give you 50% off your order. It's a huge discount. Code DNVR50 at factormeals.com. If you don't have a lot of time to cook and you still still want to be mindful about your health and what you're eating, check out factormeals.com slash DNVR50. Get 50% off your order. All right, back here on the Denver Sports Podcast. My guest this week, Justin Michael, our Rams reporter and analyst here. Talking about CSU, number 13 in the country. And this looks like it could be the best CSU team of your lifetime. Do you think it is? Yeah, I do. I mean, the the teams of 2011, 2012 were really good. And this that was in a really, really deep Mountain West conference. This is probably the deepest the Mountain West has been since those de- years, you know, 12-ish years ago. I'm really bad about doing math. But, um, yeah, I think just when you look at the 
quality of point guard play and Isaiah Stevens, a true All-American candidate. You've got multiple other guys that are in the All-Conference mix. And the fact that they're so well coached, I think everything really just meshes perfectly together. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that they're quite as physically imposing as like a Colton Iverson just dominating the paint, but at the or even, you know, a guy like Roddy, but I think with the way that this team plays together, I, I think their ceiling is, is certainly the highest. You mentioned the coaching. That's where I want to go next. Nico Medved, who it feels like is rising up the ranks as one of the like young coaches that everybody's talking about now. How did he get here? Like what's his story and why has he like made this team go like it has so far? I mean, first off, he's just a brilliant offensive mind. You can go back to his days at Furman or what he did even as at his one year at Drake. Like everywhere he has gone, they have improved significantly, particularly on the offensive end. Um, he's a guy that helped build this program the first time with Tim Miles. He was one of his lead assistants. I uh, was here for a long time, stayed up until the first year through you, Stacy. Frankly, probably a big reason why that team was able to go to an NCAA tournament. Those that watch the team remember they it was a rough transition period, kind of going from the the Miles to Stacy style. They lost a, a couple of bad games that almost cost them. Um, but he's just a really, really brilliant coach. He's a dynamite recruiter. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he's been able to do in that regard has been, especially at the high school level and not just relying on uh, you know, junior college transfers and stuff, which can be effective, but are, are harder to sustain. It's been huge. And he was exactly what this team needed post you, Stacy. He was a guy that kind of could come in and just calm everything down. And as he's been able to build it up and put his fingerprints all over it, you know, he's really built this program exactly how he envisioned it. And we're kind of seeing the the benefits of that now. And you know, obviously I'm selfish, so I hope to see him stick around in Fort Collins, you know, for forever. If, if that would be possible, who knows? He's going to be a really hot commodity this offseason, oh, pretty sure. much every offseason. But yeah. yeah, he's he's a brilliant coach and a- another guy who you like, not just because of what he brings to the table with the X's and O's, but because he's, you know, genuinely a good dude that represents the community well. Yeah, I hope he can stick around a long time, too. Um, he went to Minnesota. That's yeah, and that's the big fear for CSU fans is that they passed on him last time and they went with Ben Johnson, who you know, the Gophers they've won six straight. So we're all yeah. we're all rooting for the great success yeah, of that they got program. A great coach now. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I, I don't think, and I've said this on the podcast, I don't think he would jump for just any job, just, yeah. you know, purely for, you know, a small raise or just purely because it's in a perceived high major conference. I think with what we're seeing right now, I mean the Mountain West, it's it's a better basketball conference than the Pac-12. It's a better basketball conference top to bottom, I would argue, than the ACC. Mm-hmm. I know some people are going to hear that and push back just on brand name. But sure. when you look at the metrics, that backs it up. San Diego State obviously going to the the title game really validated this league in a major way. But, you know, you, you can go to the tournament every year at CSU. So Yep. You mentioned kind of the uh, the offense that he runs and the offensive mind that he is. The Rams are 12th in offense on Ken Palm, 12th best offense in the country. And obviously, you know, Isaiah Stevens is the head of the snake, but like they've got shooters all over the floor. They got guys who can handle the ball. They've got size. And then they've got Nico Medved, who is this great offensive mind. I I mean, how would you just describe this offense for people who 
maybe haven't watched the Rams so far and why has this offense under Nico Medved been one of the best in the country so far? I mean, just stylistically, you're going to put up points because you get a lot of shots and you're sharing the ball. A lot of times it's four out, sometimes even five out, depending on what they're trying to do. Um, Isaiah being the the head of it all is is a big part of the success. But, uh, you know, another big factor, I think, has been Patrick Cartier, who really opens things up. He's shooting 45% from three right now. And you have to respect his jump shot, but he can also post up on you and when he comes out to the three and, you know, the opposing big has to come out, now all of a sudden Isaiah's got a driving lane or a guy like Neek is able to get a backdoor cut. Yeah. And with these guys always being willing to make that extra pass to keep swinging the ball to play inside out, it just it creates a lot of really high-quality looks. And when you look at, you know, CSU's assist-to-turnover ratio, you know, it's, it's easy to understand why they're scoring at such a high rate. They get good looks, they share the ball, and they don't turn the ball over very often. Who are some of the other guys on CSU that really make this thing go? Just mentioned Cartier. Neat Clifford has been a huge addition for this team, both offensively and defensively. He's their leading rebounder right now, but he's shooting a career high from three-point range. He's getting a lot of really great looks in transition. Another guy that just kind of opens things up for CSU so it doesn't have to be all Isaiah creating everything in the half court, which mm-hmm. has been really nice. And uh, I'd be remiss not to mention a guy like Joel Scott, who was the D2 National Player of the Year. Actually, Josh Scott's younger brother, former Buff. Um, he's been massive for this team defensively and just, you know, giving the Rams a shot. They, I think the last I checked, they were a top 75 defense on Ken Palm. I haven't checked this morning. Um, but we'd like to see them kind of get closer to 50, I think, to, to have a legitimate chance of being a team that's, you know, really considered a, a contender there. But with what they're able to do offensively and, all these veteran guys, it's it's going to be a team that nobody wants to see in March, I think. Yeah, it seems like they're going to be that team. It seems like they're going to be a team that's tough to match up with, that's so versatile offensively. And then you got Stevens, but plus all these shooters all over the floor, like Cartier, like you said, a 6'8 guy who can really shoot it. It feels like they're going to be a tough matchup. Um it feels like they can just kind of hurt you in a lot of different ways. And they're this unique team that's going to be tough to game plan for. Have you kind of been getting that feeling as well that they, they're just like uh, this really good offensive team with just so many weapons and the uniqueness factor is, is tough to game plan for. Yeah. I mean, I think, what they do translates in the NCAA tournament, high caliber guard play. They've got multiple guys that can shoot, but they also have versatile bigs that can, you know, spread you out. They can go deep, which is huge in a situation where you're trying to play multiple games and, you know, a, a week there, which I think is going to be big. Uh, but at the same time, so much of the tournament is dependent on, you know, what kind of matchup you get. Because frankly, I thought the Rams as a six seed were dangerous a couple years ago, but then you get a bad sure. draw against Hunter Dickinson and Michigan and, in the big 10 city and it just kind of didn't work out for them. Um, yeah. But I do think this team's deeper. I think they're better suited to go on a run. So why not? I mean, they're undefeated against high major teams so far this year. They just took care of business against New Mexico. And I mean, that's without Josiah strong, one of their starters who's now missed significant time with a broken wrist, hoping they get him back this weekend. I think when this team's at full strength, they can hang with anybody in the country. And, you know, we saw that on Thanksgiving when they beat Creighton. We saw it in the game against CU. 
the, the thing that really makes me confident, I suppose, is, as a CSU fan is obviously Isaiah Stevens, but just the fact that they've already shown they can win in a multitude of ways. It doesn't have to be like they've got to hit 13 threes tonight or they're not going to be able to win. They've shown they can hit when they're, they're shooting well. They've shown they can beat you in the paint. They, they knocked down their free throws, which was a big factor against New Mexico. New Mexico missed like eight straight at one point. That's, you know, part of the college game. But yeah, they're, they're versatile. They're deep and they're unselfish. So why not? A couple of their best wins so far. Obviously, the Creighton win when they just blew out Creighton by 20 points, who was number eight at the time. Uh, they beat Colorado in what was just a great game. It was so much fun. It was a ridiculous game. Well, it is. I mean, you got to see CU's scoring capabilities in that second half. You yeah. know, NBA prospect and Cody Williams really came to life. Rams probably fortunate he didn't get going earlier in that one. Um, at Cartier would have had a big one or did have a big one, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see what happens with these two teams, because I know the, the buffs coming off of a, a rough night. But once they get healthy, too, I think both of these teams are capable of, you know, potentially going on a like a sweet 16 or deeper run. Yeah. And then they beat Washington, who which I, a good win, not a great win, just beat yeah. neutral court. But I mean, it's, it's a Pac-12 opponent, high level opponent. And then um, New Mexico is probably the other. Yeah, I mean, they were 12 and so 1 far. coming in. Uh, their strength of record wasn't great, but yeah. that's a team that's very much going to be in the mix for the Mountain West Championship. Their guard play is really good with Donovan Dent, Jalen House, and Jamal Mashburn Jr. Mashburn had kind of a tough game against CSU, but yeah, they're deep. This league is deep. I think Lenardi has it as a five bid league right now. To go back to the Creighton game, I mean, that was just like such a, a statement victory. It felt like, and I mean, that was a blowout in the first half. Like, what, what happened in that game? They, the Rams were just ferocious defensively. Yeah. It's the best defensive effort I've seen from CSU in the Medved era. And I think that, like, if they can replicate that, that's when this team is, is really capable of being dangerous. Because offensively, it was kind of a sluggish day for them. It wasn't their best day. Yeah, only 69 points, just 27 in the first half. So yeah. it wasn't like an incredible offensive game by any means. No, they just really suffocated them. They created in transition. They were able to create turnovers. And I, to me, that game was, it was like, okay. I, you know, had come in with pretty high hopes. But I was like, all right, this team is what I thought it would be. Neat Clifford is the fit that I thought. Joel Scott yeah. is the fit that I thought. It was just, it was really validating. Yeah. All right, let's hit another break. Got some more questions for Justin about this CSU team on the other side. If you guys are looking for tickets to concert shows, sporting events, check out the Game Time app. Uh, if you go to the Game Time app, if you download it and you sign up with the code, dnvr you're gonna get twenty dollars off your first purchase uh, so make sure to download the game time app if you're looking for tickets for nuggets avs college sports concert shows whatever it might be download the app create an account use code dnvr for twenty dollars off your first purchase game time's got these great last minute deals as well so if you can't decide if you want to go to a game just check out the game time app, pull it up right before the game starts. If you're close, they have these great last minute price drops that you can take advantage of. Uh, download the game time app, create an account, use code DNVR, $20 off your first purchase. Also, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. 
Uh, if you're local, stop into the bar. We had a great crowd last night. Nuggets game was on. Avs game was on. Colorado was playing Arizona. They got blown out, though. People were not happy here that we're watching that game. But other than that, great night at the DNVR bar. Great crowd. Tons of people drinking Breck Brew. Uh, so if, you, if you're local, stop in. Corner of Colfax, New York. We got tons of Breck Brew on tap. Uh, if you're not, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator online tells you exactly where to get Breckenridge Brewery uh, no matter where you are just type in your zip code uh, Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR all right back here on the Denver Sports Podcast Harrison Wynn joined by Justin Michael of DNVR Rams give him a follow on Twitter uh what's what's your Justin Twitter? T Michael at Justin T Michael follow his work guy covers Colorado State like nobody else uh, so the Rams right now, 13-1, and one, number 13 in the country. Where do you see this season going from here? Um, they got a couple, I think, easier games coming up, right? I mean, going to Boise, Utah State, is they've had a hot start. They're 13-1. Um, and one. So we'll see. It's a tough place to play. It's a hostile atmosphere. Ken Palm actually has us losing this game by one, so we'll see. Um, then you go to Boise, which... They're a team that's kind of underperformed to this to this part, but or to this point. But yeah. they have a high ceiling. Um, the league's just deep. There's really not a lot of gimme games this year. Air Force is down. Fresno's pretty bad. Uh, Wyoming is not good, but going to Laramie is never easy. Uh, so it's it's going to be a gauntlet. I mean, it's really going to be a battle of attrition in the league this year. And the big key is going to be, in my opinion, going five and three in the eight games against who end up being the top four in the league. I think you're going to have to go 14 and four or so in the league to, to win it. Nobody's ever won the league with five conference losses. Maybe this could be the year just because it's so top heavy and then there's going to be some cannibalization, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to win like 14, 15 conference games to realistically have a shot to win the league. And at this point, I think the expectation should be to win the league because you've kind of set that standard. Yeah. Who are some of the other guys on this roster? I know we talked about Stevens, Cartier, like Neat Clifford a little bit. Is there a guy lower down who is like an X factor for this team every night? The fans love Joe Palmer. Uh, they call him Headband Joe. He's a guy that comes in and just provides a spark. He plays good defense. He dives for loose balls, gets rebounds, hits down, uh, open jumpers. He had three threes in the win over CU. So. He's a guy that I could totally see having like a 15 point game and then say a tournament and ends up making the one shining moment montage with the big old grin and his headband. Um, oh, dude, a six, four white dude with a headband who plays defense. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> it, it fits the mold. This, for is, sure. this is tailor made for a great college basketball story. Yeah. Taylor made. He's fun, too. And he's a former D3 star. So oh, it's been it's kind perfect. of like a cool story. Um, just a really good dude that understands his role could probably play, you know, be a star on a D2 team or even a lower level D1, but instead has been kind of a spark plug. Um, Tavy Jackson's another guy, though, uh, that's going to be a big factor for this team as well. He comes off the bench, sophomore guard. Defensively, he just is huge. He's really aggressive. Um, he gets in transition and then also throw out Rashawn Bemba, who's a, a freshman out of Austria, had played pro ball over there, actually. Um, but he's just a grown ass man like CSU the other night against New Mexico, they were giving up some looks in the the pick and roll. They were 
just really being kind of soft in the paint, frankly. They bring in Bemba and Tavy, and the, the whole dynamic of that game shifted. Yeah. What's the what's the feeling in, in Fort Collins like around this team and around the college the 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 program right now? Like when you're up there, is is there excitement like this can be like our year? Like yeah, is I mean, is there a sense of like all right, like this is the team. This is our year. I think so. The the vibes are, are great right now. I mean I've posted before just the feeling i get going into Moby arena versus going into the football stadium yeah completely different and that has a lot to do that with the results so loud man i've seen games up yeah there. Like, it's just a great atmosphere so it's fun and you know i think when you look at this team the fact that they've been able to win away from home they've been able to beat quality opponents on neutral courts everything they've shown so far i mean you have no reason to doubt them yeah for sure I mean, what else do people need to know about this team? I mean, you cover them closer than anybody. You're at every game. You're behind the scenes. What else have you learned about this team that most people won't know? It's a good question. Um, in terms of just what they need to know, um, I think that they have like 11 guys that are capable of playing not just D1 basketball, but could probably serve a significant role like on a Mountain West team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes this team so unique is just the the buy-in, the, the fact that so many guys are willing to sacrifice for, you know, team success and kind of foregoing some individual glory. It might hurt some of them in terms of like the recognition they get. And I mean, the Nuggets know all about that with Jokic. Like yeah. he could care less about the awards, but um I think it's just cool that they have so many guys that have jumped up from, from different levels. I mean, in the starting lineup, you've got four, two former D2 stars. You've got Joe Palmer, who came up from D3. Like, this is such a unique team. It's not a group of five stars that yeah. have come together. It's a bunch of dudes that have had to scrape and fight for everything that they've ever earned. And I think that's kind of what makes this team just so rootable. Like I, I really do think that if they could win the mountain West, have some big moments, get to the tournament, like have a big win, they're going to be that team that like America rallies behind, especially just stylistically. Like it's a fun brand of basketball. They move the, the ball a lot. They can shoot and they've got high caliber guard play. Yeah. What's cool is like, like you said, they have so many different stories. They've got, you know, Isaiah Stevens, the all American candidate, the best player, the leader, um, but they've got so many different role guys that do so many different things. And like you said, they have a lot of different guys with a lot of different stories and like all of that coming together, like that's to me, at least, you know, from the casual viewer, what, what makes this team a really cool story. And they just seem unique in that way. Yeah. They, they I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I mean, like Neat Clifford's a good example. He's a guy who was a high school star, uh, ultimately ended up in Boulder for his first three years and played, you know, a significant role for them, but never really came into his own. Yeah. He has a change of scenery, comes to CSU where he's reunited with a, a couple of other former Colorado Springs kids and Javante Johnson, who comes over from New Mexico and Joel Scott, who comes over from Black Hill State. And it, it's kind of all these guys who are just kind of looking for a landing spot like a place they could call home and for yeah. for them to all work out i mean it's pretty rare to hit on this many guys it's it's been cool to see 
do you think that there's a chance that CSU can become a Mountain West power? It, it might be tough because... The league they, still runs through San Diego until yeah. proven otherwise. And CSU has such a veteran team with so many seniors who, you know, yeah, I are mean, probably not going to be here for, like, multiple seasons. Like, that aspect of it's going to be tough. But with maybe with Nico Medved, like, they could build something lasting. I mean, he's a proven recruiter now going back to multiple classes, so I'm not worried about it. They've got a four-star kid coming in their next signing class, uh, a couple of other kids out of Minnesota who are really versatile. So yeah, I, I actually think the the level of recruiting has gone up these last couple of years. These runs with Isaiah and David have kind of shown guys that are maybe, you know, have some fringe high major opportunities, but are, you know, if you're a guy like Roddy, you weren't going to start your freshman year. Instead, you come to CSU and you know, you're able to, to grow as a player. You get the opportunities you maybe don't get elsewhere. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why a team like CSU couldn't be just as consistently successful as a team like San Diego state, because you have right. all the same resources. You have the, the commitment from the institution to athletics. Why not? Yeah. So Isaiah Stevens, David Roddy, if you had to give me your, the five best players you've seen at CSU, over your years covering the team okay i like the, that distinction because that eliminates some guys from when i was younger that would make it really hard um yeah just so from when, when did you start covering the, the rams at 2015 2015 okay so, so since then okay who have been the five best players in your opinion isaiah and david for sure um <sighs> They had they had some good guys during some years where they slightly underachieved under uh, Larry Stacy. I'd put Stanton Kidd as the best like three slash four. He's a guy that was on the Jazz roster for a little bit, yeah, but went back I overseas him a little bit. Um, he had that high top fade, right? Yeah, yeah. He could really throw it down. A great shot. Uh, Gian Clavel, um, oh, of course, one of the just best street baller like crazy bad shot makers i've ever seen yeah, that guy in the nba we call him a hooper yeah that's, that's a exactly hooper. what gian was he's a hooper a really good dude too and um for that fifth spot you could go like jj avila nico carvacho um i'm gonna go patrick cartier though i think he's such a gifted scorer um somewhat limited defensively but when you look at what he's able to do offensively, he's just, he's a bucket. He's the only player in college basketball right now. That's 55% from the field, 45% from deep, 85% from the line on five or more attempts per game. Wow. How'd he get so good? Like, because I know he's, um, where'd he come from exactly? A really small school in Michigan. Uh, uh -huh. He's another former D2 guy. I'm trying to blank on the name right now. Um, I can look it up. Yeah just reps dude yeah. like he got to be everything for them like again he he's over 2000 points in his career um hillsdale college maybe um hillsdale yeah you got it it's like a really conservative school i think hillsdale college in michigan yeah um but yeah he's just he's a bucket and he was kind of a diamond in the rough find for csu both at the the basketball and football level csu has kind of had to adjust how they recruit in this nil portal era you know yeah. you're maybe not going to land some of the the transfers from bigger schools that you would have in previous years where guys were just 
looking for good opportunities now. It's more just like, where can I get a, a paycheck? But mm-hmm. they've really had a lot of success finding guys like Cartier from Hillsdale and, you know, Joe Palmer from the D3 school and Joe Scott, Black Hills State, like Armac. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But D. White came from an Armac team too, so. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Looking ahead, like what do you think is going to determine if this team's able to continue this great season and potentially make a run in the tournament? Like if you had to boil it down to one thing that has to go right for them, one thing that they have to do, what would that be? I mean, the easy factor is obviously health. You need to keep all your yeah. good guys, but that's pretty obvious. So it's, it's play defense. If they defend even remotely on the level that they did against a team like Creighton, where they didn't even have a great offensive game and you still kick the, the crap out of a top 10 team, then you, you have a chance. You have a chance because like defense always travels. You know, there are going yep. to be situations in a tournament game where the shots just aren't falling. But if you defend at a high level for 40 minutes consistently, especially with this team and how they're able to get out and transition and stuff, the game will break. It'll eventually kind of shift in their favor. So I think this team lives and dies by how well they defend. Yeah. Well, to that point, you mentioned the tournament game they had against Michigan and Hunter Dickinson Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Do they, what happens if they run into another, you know, big inside presence? Does this team, is this team, any way better equipped to handle that or is that the one thing that you think could still give them some trouble one through five they're a lot more athletic and strong than they were you don't have roddy but you have a guy like bemba who can kind of come in and be very similar very similar frames and and you have joel scott so i I don't think they're gonna get bullied the same way consistently yeah there'll be moments in the paint because you don't have like a true seven footer where they just get an offensive put back that's gonna happen um but I think the big difference is a guy like Neat Clifford and the length and, and athleticism they have coming off the wing. Those guys that can come in and crash the glass can help box out. Um, I, I like this group's ability to play against a bigger team, though. We'll kind of see, you know, a team like San Diego State, we're going to find out a lot. Right, right. Well, I can't wait to see how it uh, transpires and, and what happens from here. It's been an awesome start, 13-1. and one. Uh, just that one loss to St. Mary's. I, and I watched that game. That was a ridiculous game. Still almost came back and won it, too. I know. I know. Freaking St. Mary's. Um, what's been your favorite win so far this season? Was it the CU one? Yeah, just because it's in Fort Collins. It was such an intense game. And the atmosphere was great. And, yeah. you know, CU comes storming back. You got to sweat it out a little bit. It, You know, when I when I was in college... I think it might have been like Dinwiddie or something. CSU was up big. And then I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie just got insanely hot and ended yeah. up, you know, coming back, basically beating the Rams by himself. There was a part of me that was like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, but, you know, the especially after football and, you know, all the trolling that I have to deal with online, it's always nice when <laughs> we get to have our moment in the sun. No, for sure. And I mean, you definitely are right now. 13th in the country. It's crazy. And I, I wonder mean, how high it can get. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, like I care more about going on a run than I do the, for sure. The AP validation who Gonzaga now, you, you went You have such up. a tempered mindset about this. I'm, I'm impressed because <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, you have better perspective on it than a lot of people would. Well, I just, I, I want the audience to be informed. I'm excited, man. I'm loving every bit of this. Oh, and I'm, sure. I've fully drank the Kool-Aid. Like I, I bought in. I think this team is as good as anybody in the country. I firmly believe that, but it's a long season. Yep. The tournament's so wonky. And, you know, while I do want to see them crack the top 10, just because it would cool to be, you know, like, you know, not very many teams get to say that. Like, you know, it's the Definitely. CU women right now, they're top 10. That's freaking cool. Like, I, I want that for college basketball in this state. Uh, but like I said, at the end of the day, I want to win the Mountain West. But even that doesn't mean as much to me as like getting to the Sweet 16 or something. Right. That's that's the moments that everybody remembers. It's kind of silly because it's like we play you know, 35 plus games of basketball, multiple months. And all that gets remembered is this three week stretch in the NCAA tournament, but that's how it is. And we know it. And yep. if you don't have that run, then it's kind of all for not. So I, I want to see this team live up to the expectation. And I think they're capable of it. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm loving it. I'm excited too, man. Thanks for educating me and, and the viewers and listeners on, what makes the CSU team so great? I, I appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, man. Do you want me to answer the super yeah, chat? Yeah, we got one super chat here. Let's get to that now. Uh, Lamar writes in, how do you feel about the Rams football 24 class and your expectations for the upcoming season? Yeah, the uh, the 24 class is, as of last I checked, the top-rated class in the league, although USC is now in the mix, or Boise State is now in the mix for USC transfer quarterback Malachi Nelson, so that might flip. <laughs> but they, they've done a good job of recruiting the high school level. It's really West Coast-based. They were able to pull out a couple of really intriguing offensive linemen and wide receiver uh, prospects out of California. They signed a, a couple of sons of CSU legends uh, out of Colorado, which is always fun to see uh, Jack Moran and uh, Dagen Myers, both of their dads in the CSU Athletics Hall of Fame. So that's always kind of cool. Uh, as far as expectations for 2024, I, you know, they got to make a bowl game. This was a, a missed opportunity for them. Frankly, this team had way too much talent to finish uh, with a losing record. Um, we need to see some consistency, like going back to the start of the year, you know, you had this moment in Boulder, you outplay them basically 90% of the game, and then you just, you choke it away. And that was kind of the the story of the season for CSU. They could have, should have beat UNLV. They could have, should have beat Hawaii, but they lost all those games and ultimately came up short. So you've got Torrey Horton coming back, one of the best players in the league. You've got your quarterback. You have an offensive line that should be in good shape. You've got skill talent. You need to see them take a, a leap in the right direction defensively, but I believe in Norvell. I believe in the staff, and I think the the talent level has been elevated. I'm hoping next year is the year they finally get over the hump, but we've said that before, so we shall see. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Justin. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Give him a follow at Justin T. Michael on Twitter. Read his work on thednvr.com, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, throw us a quick thumbs up. Uh, if you're listening, leave us a quick review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another guest. Talk to you then. Like the mayor.